What up, world? Pass first point guard and trailblazers reporter Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked on Blazers your first listen every day. It's free on all platforms, five days a week, your only daily Trailblazers podcast coming at you every single weekday. So make it part of your daily routine. Make it your first listen and tell your friends to do the same. In today's show... The Blazers had a heavy transactional Monday. This is uh, Tuesday, February 22nd show. Happy 2-2-2-2-2 day. Uh, But the Blazers on Monday made a whole bunch of deals. Uh, They signed Trenton Watford to a multi-year contract. They added Drew Eubanks, big man out of... Portland's own big man out of, um, to a 10-day deal, and then they added Brandon Williams to the vacated two-way spot. So we're going to talk about today's show, the newcomers. Uh, the Blazers hooked it up. Three newcomers, we got three segments. You can guess how we're going to do it. Let's start at the top with Trenton Watford. Congrats to my man. Longtime listeners will know that I'm a Trenton Watford believer, and today Trenton Watford got a raise and a little bit of security, and that can be read as nothing but a good thing for Trenton in the near term. I am truly happy for him. Uh, I didn't think Trenton Watford was going to play this year, and now he's signing a multi-year, you know, five-plus million dollar contract if he plays all of it out. More on that in a moment, but Cool. I, I will celebrate someone getting a raise, getting job security. I am really, really happy for Trenton Watford. You know, I, I didn't know much about him, didn't see him play in college, and I watched him play a couple summer league games for the Blazers. I said, okay, you know, he I guess he dribbles a little bit for a big guy, but I wasn't, you know, I thought, this dude's not going to play. The Blazers are going to be good. This dude's not going to play. Then when he first made his NBA debut, you know, the Blazers had some big men in foul trouble and Chauncey Phillips leans down the bench and calls on, you know, two-way big man Trenton Watford to play backup center for a few minutes in the first half of the game. And I was like, what is, what is this? What is this? But I quickly turned to, from being like, why are, why, why Trenton Watford to being a Watford believer, uh, you know, at his size, he can handle, he can pass, and he just has a great feel. He really, really knows where to be on defense. He has a great, great sense of, like, how the Blazers want to defend, whatever they're in, in zone, in man. Like, he has a really good sense. And on and on offense, while well, he's really limited, like, he can't shoot. All of his game is 12-foot floaters and in. Uh, like, he just has a really good feel. He, he times his rolls to the rim well. He kind of knows where to get into space and then make passes once he's in the space and has a little bit of an advantage. Like, he just has a great feel. And if you listen to yesterday's show, I even ruminated on, like, what is Watford's future? Because I was said, you know, this guy's, good and it's probably like deserves to have a shot in the NBA but is that shot with the trailblazers like straight up I don't know that was my question is like I do not know because he doesn't project as a starter for next season he's a back half of the rotation guy he's your fourth or fifth big uh, you know maybe he's and he's, he's almost certainly a four he can play obviously he can play some small ball five but he's a four who can't shoot but he has this great feel and he's developed so, you know, he's developed really well. Like he, he clearly has some NBA abilities. So I knew that he would get a shot. I just didn't know if the shot would be here because like, what do the Blazers want to do? And then you wake up in the morning and, you know, shortly before lunch or whatever, uh, there it is. Trenton Watford, question answered, Mr. Richmond, Trenton Watford, part of the plan as the Blazers signed him, converted his contract from a two-way contract to an NBA contract. By doing that, they had to waive someone. They waived Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, bummer. It's, you know, he's injured. He's actually, I don't think I mentioned this on the podcast and I apologize for that. Dennis Smith Jr. Had a, has a, 
elbow injury that he he injured in practice and he's he's probably going to be out for at least another month and if not a little bit longer and the Blazers a minimum guy with you know you know heading into free agency he was the he was the choice it was between him and Ben McLemore and McLemore plays and is healthy it was going to be Dennis Smith Jr. it's a bummer just a bummer of how how NBA transactions worked but to make this room on the roster they had to waive uh Dennis Smith Jr. fun offseason signing sad to see him go quite frankly but that that's the breaks we we push forward and and I apologize to your listeners for not um for not having that Dennis Smith news Dennis Smith Jr. news last week that's that one's on me we had too many Law Murray interviews and uh, some some other uh, extracurriculars that we were doing during All Star All Star All Star break but Dennis Smith Jr. is gone Trent Watford's here they convert his contract to an NBA contract and they they so he gets a raise immediately this season and the four, the first year of the four year deal is this season so you. Convert and extend. You can't extend someone on a one-year contract, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so he will have a guaranteed contract for next season. Trent Watford, part of the plan for the 2022-2023 season. Congrats to my boy. But then he has two non-guaranteed years after that. So while I love this for Trenton, I love that he gets the money now. Like, I love that he gets a raise now. He deserves a raise. He was outplaying, certainly outplaying a two-way deal uh, all season long. He, you know, from the moment he got an opportunity, he immediately outplayed his contract. If you're a contributor and you're playing as a two-way guy, you deserve more money, um, always. But now he gets, not only he gets this a little bit of money, he gets security, right? He gets he gets to play next season and be part of the plan and have guaranteed money for next season. This is, you know, going from making hundreds of thousands of dollars to adding a, adding another comma to that. That is a lifestyle-changing day. Huge, and I'm excited for Trenton Watford to go from undrafted to now part of the plan. But I don't love the contract. I don't. I think these are predatory team contracts that have very, very little upside after, say, Christmas Day for Trenton Watford. Um, this, you know, this coming Christmas, basically has very little upside. If he's good, he's severely underpaid, and he's under team control for two more years. I call these uh, these are hinky deals made famous by former Philadelphia 76ers executive Sam Hinky, who when he was with those process Sixers, the Sixers kind of churning through second rounders and undrafted guys time to find gems. He was signing to these signing players to these sort of um, light guarantee, very team team forward contracts. And basically it's, you know, Trent Watford gets his money. He's, he gets a big raise this year. Awesome. He gets the security next year. Awesome. He'd probably make right around league minimum, uh, probably, probably a shade above it, maybe a shade below it. But then the next year, like he, he'll probably be making less money than he would just straight up as a third year minimum guy. Fourth year, same, same thing. Like you're either capping him right at the minimum or something below it the only reason the Blazers would pick up his contract is if he outplays it there's no reason they pick if he's like worse than the minimum or borderline they're just not going to pick him up right they're just going to let him go but if he's good and he deserves the be on the roster he's going to be deeply underpaid no upside for Trenton Watford these are predatory deals by made famous by a, a Sam Hinky who was really just churning out players as assets um in in the, like, the truest sense and there's you know like I said, it's really good for Trendon today. Really, really legitimately happy for him today and rooting for him. I just can't get excited about, you know, like I said, after Christmas Day when he's entering either he'll either be a free agent and have and be on his own or outplay, you know, be better than he's be better than what the money he's owed and get picked up and be underpaid. And then the Blazers have all the control. He has none. Um 
I don't love the hinky deals. I do not love them. I don't, I, I don't even, I don't like them. <laughs> I don't like them. But I'm happy for trending trend in the near term. It's cool. It's cool. Like it's it's cool to see a guy go from undrafted. You know, Jason Quick wrote a great profile of him and Trent Watford's crying in his brother's arms on draft night because he thought his dreams were going to come true. Well, guess what, Trendon? February 21st, 2022. Your dreams came true. You're an NBA player. You got an NBA contract. You're making NBA money. And maybe your NBA money is going to be a little limited by a, something dreamed up by Sam Hinkie. But for now... You're part of the plan. That's cool as heck. It's cool as heck for a guy like Trenton Watford. So, um, you know, maybe maybe you heard me say I'm a Trenton Watford believer so many times on this podcast. I'm still a believer. I'm happy for Trenton. Um, I, I truly am. And I hope, you know, I I hope he, I hope in year three you're underpaid, Trenton. I really do. That's not the only move the Blazers made, though. They added Drew Eubanks, a local kid joining the Trailblazers. A fun story. And for uh, about 10 days, at least 10 days here, the Blazers will have someone who's straight up out of, straight up out of Troutdale from the area playing on the roster, or at least suiting up most nights. Let's talk about Drew Eubanks, a new Blazer in the second segment. But before we do that, let me tell you about betonline.net, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. That's all it is. It's just the easiest way to find odds and props and game lines on every single sport. You know, the Olympics are done and, and the NFL's done, but pro and college hoops, hockey, tennis tournaments, soccer all over the world, the combat sports like boxing and MMA, whatever you want, you're going to find action. You can even play your favorite Vegas casino games at betonline.net. It's a ton of fun. So go take advantage of this opportunity right now. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. Oh! Right. Let's keep it rolling here on Locked On Blazers. We talked Trenton Watford. I'm happy for him. I don't love the structure of the contract, but I'm happy for Trenton Watford. Uh, a, a guy who deserved it got his money. The Blazers gave a little bit of money to a local kid today. Drew Eubanks, a big man who came up with the San Antonio Spurs, signed a 10-day contract with the Trailblazers. I don't think he signed it, actually. Let me rephrase that. He will sign a 10-day contract with the Blazers. The Blazers come back out of the All-Star break on Thursday and play the Golden State Warriors. I would assume Drew Eubanks signs this contract Wednesday evening that begins Thursday morning because you don't, you're don't you not going to waste a couple days on, uh, on the All-Star break. So, Drew Eubanks will sign a contract, but reported by first reported by Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN. The team hasn't um, announced it yet. It's not official. So uh, credit to Woj for breaking this one. But Drew Eubanks, you know, 6'9". I, I would have called him 6'10", but uh, I looked up what he's listed at on Basketball Reference. 6'9". He's a center to me. Like, he's he's a center. Uh, a smaller center, but he's a bouncy, sturdy center. I think he's a good good screen setter and a good... Um, pretty decent rim roller, no range, but an, in, an inside kind of bruising type um, with a little bit of bounce to his game uh, who came up with the Spurs. Uh, he went to he went to Reynolds High School in Troutdale. If you're not local, Troutdale is just like east of Portland. This is close. Like Troutdale is 15 minutes from my house. Reynolds High School, go Raiders. Shout out to the Reynolds Raiders. Um, 
Shout out to the Mount Hood Conference. You know, I used to cover high school sports in this fine town, so it might not be the Mount Hood Conference anymore, but it was back in the day. It certainly was when Drew Eubanks was at Reynolds High School as a standout in Oregon. He went he, from Reynolds, he went to Oregon State. Like, the dude's been in hooping in Oregon for a long time. Uh, you know, pretty good, pretty good player out of Oregon State. Was went undrafted and then ended up signing a two-way contract with the San Antonio Spurs in 2018. Spent the first two years of his career playing a little bit for the Spurs on those two-way deals and then graduated from the two-way. They signed him to a you know, multi-year deal. Not too dissimilar from the deal that Trendo Watford signed. The Hinkies, baby. And that meant that when Drew Eubanks at the trade deadline was traded to the Toronto Raptors, his contract, he was waived because... This contract for next season is fully non-guaranteed. The Raptors had no risk. That's that's the breaks. And so Eubanks signs with the Blazers for 10 days. Uh, the Blazers don't have a roster spot, as I mentioned. They had to waive Dennis Smith Jr. because they've got 15 NBA contracts on the roster. But Damian Lillard's hurt. Nazir Little's hurt. Didi Luzada's hurt. Joe Ingles is hurt. Because four players are expected to miss a significant amount of time or extended period of time. Uh, Dida Luzada is the player, if you don't know that name, he came over in the New Orleans trade along with Josh Hart, uh, and he has a torn meniscus that he tore at the end of January. I haven't even seen him around the, uh, I haven't seen him around the arena. I, I don't know that he's, he, when he was first traded to the Blazers, he was in the health and safety protocols. I believe he's, I'm, I know he's out of the health and safety protocols now, but, uh, he's still dealing with a, men, a torn meniscus in his left knee. So he's, he's out for a little while, but you, you know, the other guys, Damian Lillard and Zeta Little, you're familiar with Joe Ingles obviously, uh, came over in that Utah jazz trade, uh, so because they have four players out, they have a hardship exception, which means they can sign guys to 10, 10-day deals to kind of just fill out the back half of the roster. You know, they have 14 players, but four of them are hurt. You, you're allowed to um, allowed to sign guys to, you can't sign them for the end of the season unless you get a injury exception, but you can sign these temporary 10-day deals. Drew Eubanks would be eligible to sign two 10-day 2 10 deals with the Blazers. Again, the his will begin on Thursday, almost certainly on Thursday. Uh, so I, th- I think this, like, I don't have big Eubanks takes. My big Eubanks takes is that the Blazers desperately need help up front. They just don't have any tall people on the roster. They have one guy who's listed above six foot eight on the roster, and that's Yusuf Nurkic. Trina Watford is an okay backup five, but there are plenty of nights when the other team just has more size and Watford is not a good fit. And then when if Watford's in trouble, foul trouble, not trouble, foul trouble, or just like needs a breather and there's still size in the game and 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 they're and the Blazers haven't gone back to Nurk. They've been leaning on some combination of like Justice Winslow and and Greg Brown as your big guys up front. And Greg Brown playing center um is not a viable solution. So if nothing else, this addresses a specific need for the Blazers. Um uh, this is you know, Drew Eubanks is is He's probably not going to be a long-term contributor to the Blazers, but I think it's cool as hell that a local kid is getting to play for his hometown team. Pretty rare in the league, certainly rare in a place like Portland that doesn't uh, churn out a ton of NBA quality quality uh, NBA caliber players. You know, shout out to Salim Stoudemire uh, and the Tarver brothers, and my man Steve Jones and Kevin Love. We'll give Kevin Love a little bit of credit, but like. It's just, there's just not that many dudes in the league. You know, the Terrences, uh, shout out to Terrence Ross and Terrence Jones. Like, it's, there just aren't a lot of dudes who um, who are, you know, NBA caliber players from from the area. You 
Drew Eubanks is one of them, and he's and now he's playing. For, he's going to wear a jersey probably on Thursday. Almost certainly going to wear a jersey on Thursday. That's cool as hell. <laughs> like same way I feel about the trending contracts. Like that's cool. These are these are these are good things. And if nothing else, I like that uh, Joe Cronin is addressing a need. Uh, this is you know obviously they're. Some of this is financially motivated. The Blazers are farther enough under the uh, away from the luxury tax that they can afford to do this. They're not. They're not. Um, you know. They're not in danger of bumping up against it. And ownership just frankly isn't right motivated to stay out of the tax for obvious financial reasons. So like, you know, I'm not going to say like Cronin's doing something that Olshay never would because a lot of times Olshay didn't have this sort of flexibility to do this. At the end of the season, though, when contracts are prorated and all these things, this is the time that you can kind of add spare parts. And if you have wet wiggle room financially, you can add, you can take a flyer on Eubanks. If he plays well, he'll get a second 10-day. He might just get a second 10-day, period, because you can. You might as well see him for the full 20 days and find out what the deal is. But I hope he gets, I hope we get to see him play. Um, There were times, not this season, uh, quite frankly, I don't think I saw him on the court for the Spurs this season, but last year, uh, where... I thought Drew Eubanks was probably an NBA player, like a low-level backup center. I, 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 I was a, I was drinking the Kool Aid. I, I don't, um, you know, clearly he wasn't part of the Spurs plan, and they've got some other, you know, other other parts that can, can fill in those spots. But um, I, I don't think he's going to be totally out of his depth. I think it, as if you need him to be a backup center or what he might be on this roster, a third center. I think Eubanks is worth a flyer, and if he pops and he's they want to you know bring him in they can move some stuff around wave ben mclemore and make it happen it's as it's as simple as that um eubanks is if nothing else it'll be fun to have him on the roster and a chance to be you know a a, a decent contributor to, as as a backup let's close the show talking about the other blazers addition they signed a two-way guard brandon williams welcome back brandon williams who was on the team very briefly in december uh this is good news because it shows joe cronin taking two-way spots seriously let's get to know brandon williams a little bit to close out the show but before we do that let's talk about bill bar the best tasting protein bar on the market that's what they're doing they're not they're not messing around uh i've been eating built bars for a long time uh maybe three years ago Two and a half years ago, Built Bill Bar became a regular sponsor of the network. And what they did was they sent us some protein bars because that's what good uh, sponsors do. They say, try our product and you can tell people how much you love it. Well, I did try their product and I did love it. And now I spend my own money buying Built Bars. I think you will too. Check out the rotating cast of, of uh, flavors. They got new flavors all the time and some staples in there that are a ton of fun. My personal favorites are peanut butter brownie and cookies and cream, but all of them pack a punch. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs. That's your typical built bar. And they come, like I said, they come in a whole bunch of flavors. So no matter what you like, they're, they're packed full of useful macros and they're delicious too. All tasty, all healthy. Go get yourself some. Go to built.com and use that promo code LOCKED15. You get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. You are still listening to Locked on Blazers. And the Blazers are still making moves. 
Signing Trainer Watford to a multi-year contract, adding Drew Eubanks, local kid straight out of Troutdale, to a 10-day deal. Troutdale stand up. If I got listeners from Troutdale or if you are a Reynolds High alum, shoot me a note, lockedonblazerspot at gmail.com. I'll, uh, I'll give you a shout-out because we'll, we're putting, putting on for Reynolds uh, coming out of the All-Star break. That's not the only move the Blazers did. Because they converted Trenton Watford's two-way deal to an NBA contract and they waived Dennis Smith Jr., they had an empty two-way spot. And Joe Cronin had a plan, adding 22-year-old point guard Brandon Williams to the roster, the 6'2 guard out of Arizona. You might be familiar with him because he had signed a 10-day contract with the Blazers right after Christmas during uh, the COVID fiasco of late 2021 when every team was adding 10-day guys. Brandon Williams played for the Blazers twice, um, scored four total points. He was not memorable uh, to me. Uh, he was he was not the guy that I, of the of the 10-day guys, I liked Reggie Perry the most. I also knew Reggie Perry the most. I kind of I kind of liked Reggie Perry when he was a Brooklyn Nets. I kind of liked Reggie Perry when he played eight solid minutes for the Blazers, but he doesn't have the upside. You know, he's not a 22-year-old. And quite frankly, the Blazers could, by waving Dennis Smith Jr., the Blazers could use some depth at point guard. So this fills a need because uh, if they're not going to play Eric Bledsoe, which it doesn't look like they're going to, uh, we'll see coming out of the break if they do, but I, it kind of seems like the Blazers are just going to hold Bledsoe out. Um, you know, he's injured. He's on the injury report, but he was not on the Clippers injury report for the first 54 games of the season. Shows up in Portland and all of a sudden he's like too injured to play for 10 days. It is what it is. It's kind of the business of the league, but if they're not going to play Bledsoe, and maybe there's no real reason to play a veteran point guard for where the Blazers are at and their situation, Brandon Williams might play, like he might get some backup minutes. I don't anticipate that he will right away. Uh, They're giving those backup point guard minutes to Josh Hart. I think there's some real value in letting Josh Hart just like straight up play point guard and continue to develop as a playmaker and a ball handler and like some secondary skills that are really valuable for him as he continues to um, find his way with the Blazers. But Brandon Williams is, you know, he's, he's a guy who he could, if you need him, He's a point guard. He's a he plays the he plays a position of need. And at 22 with very limited NBA experience, this is you know an, an upside play with z- literally zero risk. Uh, it's if he pops, he pops. If he doesn't work, it's a two way guy. You have you keep him in your system. You invite him to summer league. You figure out what you want to do. You maybe invite him to training camp. And you've you know you've had him in your building a bunch. You get familiar with what he what he brings to the table. And if he doesn't work out. He's just not a part of the plan. He, you don't invite him to summer league. He doesn't come to training camp. You move on and you and you fill those two-way spots. I will say this. I like that Joe Cronin is taking the two-way spot seriously. One of the things I didn't particularly like about Neil O'Shea, and the list is relatively long, but um, I don't think he took the two-way spots very seriously. Uh, I know that Kelgen Blevins is Damon Lord's cousin, and I know that Damon Lord has, is the most powerful person in the organization, um, I would argue, more powerful, maybe the ownership, but certainly up there. Um, like, but you know, Blevins is not an NBA player and, and was like a backup in the G league before signing with the, with the Blazers. I would like for the future of the franchise to sort of, I think it'd be better for the future of the franchise to take the, take two way contracts more seriously, get a G league team, take the sort of hold like NBA development model a little more seriously. Not that the Blazers haven't developed players, not that they haven't drafted well, not that they haven't found young guys that help. 
Neil Olshay did that. The whole team did that under the, you know, the previous coaching staff was really good at it under the Neil Olshay regime. Stotts Olshay was great. Uh, the Blazers seem with Cronin and, um, you know, Olshay's picks, but Cronin and and, uh, and Chauncey Billups, they seem to be doing well, again, developing young young players and getting, you know, some out of them towards the end of the season. So it's not like they haven't done that well. It's just, I wish they would be more, I th- wish they would be more serious and more, into taking advantage of two-way spots because they're places where you can find guys like Trenton Watford who can help and help you win games and then be part of the future plan. So I'm glad to see that the Blazers, as soon as they did not wait, as soon as they had a vacant spot in the two-way, um, on their two, uh, one of their two two-way contracts available to them, they immediately added someone. They added someone that they were interested in in December. This is like a team with a clear plan. Um, this this feels, I don't, who knows if it'll work, but it feels like this is more responsible and sort of more, um, what I would like to see them do in terms of how to treat those spots. Those are developmental spots. So use them for guys that um, can be developed. And I don't know, hire Kelgen Blevins in some other capacity. You can have it all, I promise. Uh, this leaves the Blazers now back with a full roster. 15 NBA contracts on the roster, that's a full group. Two two-way contracts, 17 total, that's a full group. No limit on how many how many games a two-way player can play, so there's it's not like you're going to run out of eligibility with Brandon Williams or anything like that. He's going to play. Uh, now the Blazers have only a handful of guys, though, for next guaranteed for next season. Damon Lord, Nazir Little, Justice Winslow, now Trenton Watford, congratulations, Greg Brown III, Keon Johnson, Dita Luzada, and a partially guaranteed contract, Eric Bledsoe. That's uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guaranteed guys, spots out of 12 for next season, well, 15 for next season. It's basically half an NBA roster, a lot of young developmental players there, and now Trenton Watford is part of that group. It's like Dame and some youngsters. Obviously, Josh Hart has a contract that the Blazers can pick up. There's a team option where you just add him to the mix. Anthony Simons is going to be in the mix. He's a restricted free agent the Blazers can bring back. Yusuf Nurkic is going to be, be, be back. Like It's going to grow. Uh, certainly, I think Ant and Nurk are locks. Hart is almost certainly a lock, but we'll see. He could be traded. Um, quite frankly, he, like that's why he wouldn't be on the roster is because he gets traded. But I think we're starting to see what next year's team looks like. And at least the back half of the rotation is a bunch of young developmental parts. It's now incumbent on, on Cronin to figure out, to see what he sees in this group over the next 20 games, to figure out what they do with, if they end up with two lottery picks, which they very well may, they're owed one by the New Orleans Pelicans if it falls between 5 and 14 in this draft, and they can get their own. They keep their own if they miss the playoffs this season. They might end up with two draft picks, something like 6 and 9 or 8 and 9 in, in the draft, like two two top 10 draft picks, a bunch of other young young parts, young cheap parts on the roster around Dame, a chance to bring back Ant and Nurk. Like we're we're starting to see this thing take shape, but you've got to go from a bunch of developmental parts to you know competitive vets or kind of commit to being young and developing. And I think these final twenty games will kind of figure out where the Blazers are. We're starting to see it take shape. I think we're starting to see kind of uh, Cronin put his put his stamp on this thing. Um, obviously he was part of the previous regime. Like he's part of the previous front office. He, some of these players might be big, you know, big people that Cronin was a big proponent of. So I, I, 
it's hard to differentiate Neil's guys and Joe's guys at this point, but we're starting to see, you know, as, as Cronin gets more time on the job and more opportunity to shape this thing, we're getting to see what Joe's guys look like. And so far it's Trent and Watford and uh, some low risk flyers. The Blazers at some point have to shift off low risk flyers, but for now that's what they've, what they've, you know, it's kind of where they need to be now. There's no reason you don't make big, big moves until you move on into the into the summertime. But the next 20 games will inform what those moves might be. And it'll start with what, you know, Trent and Watford brings and how the other pieces fit. So could be should be, you know, pretty fascinating as we get back to see kind of what this team looks like. They might they might screw around and end up in the play in tournament despite um all of these young developmental parts and maybe not a huge commitment to winning. And I think if you're good by accident and then you can add some add some talent to that good by accident roster, you might be headed in a positive direction. We'll see. You know who will take you along the journey is Locked on Blazers. Free on all platforms, five days a week. Tell your friends about this podcast. Tell them it's also available on YouTube. Just search Locked on Blazers. We will be there right where you're looking for us. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.